Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech on Black Hollywood Live today. Oculus Rift is back. Netflix is disses Amazon and Facebook makes a move. Let's go. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live's Geek Nerd Tech. Somebody should have told me it would be like this. Be like this. Uh huh. Be like this. J. Cole. Somebody should have told me it would be, be like, like this. this. New album. Yeah. Coming? The album coming. It should be coming soon. Yeah. Within the next couple of days. But this this track right here is number one track uh, for hip hop. This and Kanye, some might say. Yeah. But really talking about. Yeah, just false prophets, man. How we idolize rappers who are about nothing. Wow. Coming, from, coming from their necks. I love it. I like I like it too. Uh, welcome to Geek Nerd Tech. Show uh, we break down tech news and nerd culture from a black and brown geek perspective. I'm Joe Braswell. I'm joined as always by the man you just heard, Achilles Shine. How you doing? Doing pretty all right, my man. Uh, he got the, well. Cole didn't get really snubbed at the Grammys uh, because he wasn't really. He never. He never joined out. Eligible, right? Um. No, 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 no. That's not true. He he was yeah. nominated for a Grammy, and, and it was the first time ever that a hip hop artist was nominated for a Grammy and didn't have features. Oh, and, and he was snubbed. Actually, he didn't. He didn't win anything. But wait, but, but I don't know if that was last year or the year. No, well, the Grammy. I'm talking about the Grammy nominations oh, came probably, out yesterday. Oh, you talking about currently? Yeah, right, right. He didn't have anything. Right, he didn't yeah. have anything out. Uh, but not bad. I mean, like, just I just want to touch on that briefly because it's just you know culture. Um, 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 and yeah, I didn't I didn't put in the rundown, but like. Uh, you know, I mean, no big surprises. I mean, Kanye kind of kind of snubbed on the big categories. I mean, he got nominated for the for the hip hop. Uh, what do you think of the both? The sort of it feels like a political decision to place Solange firmly in the R and B category, you know, and sort of campaign her as as, as best R and B and and Beyonce as sort of uh, as, as as everything else as, as to not pit them against each other. Do you think that was intentional? I mean, yeah, I, I mean, what other what, what type of music does Solange make? Well, it's R and B music. It is R and B music, <laughs> but again, you know, you have people like you know uh, Drake and Justin Bieber in the record of the year categories and the large categories, and also in 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 hip hop categories and also mm-hmm. in the pop categories. So it's not unlikely to have artists be in multiple categories. Yeah, but is she in multiple categories? That's no. not the argument. She's in the category that's the the central. Focus of her music, yeah. So, and, and to that point, you know, I got to give a shout out to my boy Troy Johnson that yes. he produced the record. Yes, produced four or five um, tracks on the record, and the one that she's actually nominated for is the one he produced, "Cranes in the Sky." So, big up to him. Big up to Troy. <laughs> uh, congratulations on that one. Um, the um, yeah, I'm also curious about. You know, I started looking at these categories, and I mean, in one hand, I think it's great that there's more categories to sort of broaden it out but you know they've got because they've got like R&B and they've got traditional R&B so they've got like a category that like Maya and Jill Scott are nominated in and they got R&B a category that like Solange and other folks are nominated in and they got another category that like the Beyonce's and the Adele's are nominated in to me it's all kind of the same music but I guess it's I guess it's kind of a way for everybody to get a Grammy what do, what do you think about that the sort of micro so. I mean, I, I feel in a way it's nuanced. <clears throat> um, some is more outreaching and more mainstream, if you want to use that terminology. And maybe that's why the category is differentiated. Like R and B versus traditional R and B. But I, I mean, is, is, are those two separate categories? Yes. Yes. Jill Scott. Tra- it's called traditional R and B. Traditional R and B is a category. See, it's I, just, I'm not hip to that. That's I, what Jill, that's what, I don't know if that's new this year, but that's that's a category that Jill Scott. Because usually they would my, call it soul 
R&B and soul. Maybe, you know? maybe. Oh, okay. they, but no, no, it does call R&B. I'm saying maybe they used to call it that. But right okay. now, it's, there's a traditional R&B category wow. and there's an R&B category. That's probably okay. Then that that makes sense. Then. Yeah. Traditional R&B probably is like soul. Yeah. Whatever. R&B is more using uh, maybe the, maybe they try to you know soul because remember, remember it used to be black music right you know, exactly. that was it. just blanket exactly. black music and everything else <laughs> you know but they, then wow. they got hip-hop then they got soul then they yeah, got r&b they, they killed they got, the soul yeah, yeah so they call it traditional r&b now i mean you know i mean it's, it's i guess you know it's better than having black music as one one, one monolithic category well I, I think that that is a good thing because i mean if the, the traditional artists that will fall in the category of soul music, like a Jill Scott, may not get as much uh, visibility as an artist like Beyonce. So even though her album might be pure genius and excellent, but people don't know about it, and obviously it's a, popul- a popularity contest. Right. So if th- there's no representation of that type of music based on a general category, you'll never you'll never be awarded you know the the, the glitz and glamour of, of your art for, for your artistry. So I think. I think that's why you know we're seeing that. I want to ask you really quick about the four record of the year nominations, uh, uh, deserving or not deserving. Really quick, uh, Adele's twenty five. I say yes, right? Yeah, one hundred. Uh, you know, Beyonce's eliminated. I say yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Bieber's. Uh, I forget what it's called, but uh, the Justin Bieber's record. Yeah, I say, I say yes. yes. Yeah. Drake views yeah. negative. I say. Uh, <laughs> I say <laughs> no. Well, tell me why. Uh, I think I think Drake's mixtape, the, uh, the 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 one that came out last year, uh-huh. uh, two years ago, was a yes. I think that was way better than Views. I think uh-huh. Views is bloated. I think Views is. I mean, on Views is is the biggest single of almost of all time. I like guess. it's the most downloaded thing in, in in Apple Music. All right, well, like how how could it not be? Uh, you're right. I guess I'm <laughs> old. I mean, but I think I think as a body of work. You know, when you when you juxtapose it to some of the other artists in the category or, or artists that should be in the category, I would agree with you that nah, it's, it's more popularity and more about him as a business than you know, you know, exemplary, exemplifying the artistry on that record. I think the record is like whatever. There are a few great moments, mm-hmm. but the record as a body of work, as as a fluid. You know, thing. I don't. I don't think it's I mean, the album song of the year, of the year yeah, single exactly. of the year, or rap album of the year. But record of the year to me is a bit of a stretch. But I, you know, I, I digress, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and then, last but not least, uh, uh, you know, the Kanye snub. Do you think that they, the Kanye? You think Pablo should have been rec- like to me? Pablo. I say to one about Kanye, and there's a lot to say, and I'm not. I'm not a big Kanye fan at the moment, but. Uh, Pablo's way better than views to me. Yeah, I agree. You know, I mean, as 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 a artistic work, you know, absolutely. I I got I gotta go with Pablo. Absolutely. So. Anyway, uh, we digress. We can, we can move on. I'm just curious about you, your your Grammy Grammy thoughts. There's a lot more to talk about that. Maybe we'll, we'll get into that more next week. We got a few weeks. The Grammys are not until February. So right. We got a long time. Uh, all right. So let's get into some of this stuff. The wait is over. Oculus Rift Touch is about to drop. They got the two controllers. You know, and they're dropping with 50 games. So they're ready yeah. to rock just in time for Christmas. Pretty you know, dope. You, uh, two questions. A, you're going to get it, and you're going to get all 50 games. How many games are you going to get? 50? Um, I'm 30? Gonna get, I'm not going to get anything, but I'm excited <laughs> about it. I'm definitely excited about it. And the fact that, you know, you have such a, a large um, offering of, of of entertainment with the gaming yeah. gaming options, I think that's dope. Um, and I think that, you know, this first iteration of it, we'll see what the, what the quirks are, what the kinks are, and just how... How really dope it is, but in concept and just everything that you know we've covered on the show and things that I've seen personally, it looks super fresh. But yeah. I would, I would, I, I'm kind of like 
wait like for the second generation before I make such an investment. But that's just yeah, because we're still talking about five hundred dollars, right? Yeah. Plus what seventy bucks a game? Exactly. Plus the controllers. Plus the controllers. And, yeah. The controllers another what hundred something? Yeah. I mean, it's top of a thousand dollar investment. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> you know. I mean, I, I already feel stupid enough for 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 my four ninety nine Xbox that's two ninety nine now. They get they get you on that every they get you that every year though. Man, that's a every that's a every you know that's like the it's like the iPhone iPhone S. Hey man, as soon as you <laughs> buy the car and take it off the lot, it depreciates yeah, value. Yeah. Same thing with your gaming so console. They do you know they it's a I think it's a, is it a two year cycle or is it a one year cycle? But because I'm sure the new I wonder when the new consoles will be out probably next year which is why they're dropping the price of two ninety nine. Well, they're definitely year. not coming out this year. No, because they yeah. dropped the price <laughs> this year. Their their push is yeah. drop the price two ninety nine, sell a bunch of consoles, yeah, and then next year they have a new console. That's, yeah. how, they, that's how they've been doing it of forever. Course. They've been doing that forever ever since the Sega Saturn days. They, they give me every time. Man. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm excited about Oculus Rift. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. I don't. I, I really want to play it. I'm glad. This, I think it's cool they have such a gigantic offering. This is yeah. kind of. I think this is more of an initial <clears throat> offering than Xbox One had when Xbox One launched. I think Xbox One, Xbox One launched with like 23 games or something. Yeah, but so. quantity doesn't necessarily equate quality. And all because they have a huge offering, a huge sure. slate doesn't mean that all 53 of them are dope. Exactly. And you'd have to. I mean, there's no way to. You know, you, it's almost like you got to try it. Yeah, if you if you copped off 50, 50 games and like ten of them were good, exactly, and you're sitting on, you know, exactly. <laughs> or, how, or how do you? I mean, I guess there's so much, you know, so you have an IGN that's reviewing things out there, but interesting, interesting, interesting. Yeah. Um, so something in the news is there's a story in Wired about Mark Zuckerberg and his team and Facebook uh, about you know sort of transforming disaster response. How they have this new uh, thing where they're going to be able to have this hub. Where uh, people in crisis situations can sort of check in and find each other and, yeah. and get information, do different things. This is sort of birthed from a lot of a lot of crises, all the way from the, all the way from the Arab, Arab Spring, all the way all the way to up to uh, the Orlando shooting, which which was good. I think that yeah, but not just that natural disasters as natural well, disasters, of course. And, yes, you know, all, all those things, hurricanes um, and stuff. My, I'm just going to just get my, cyn- my my cynical thing out first, and I want you to tell me why this is why this is why this is good or if this is good or not. Uh, this this just reeks of a PR puff piece, man. It just reeks of like get our attention away from the fake news and the Trump and the this and the that and the are we a media company? Are we a news company? And let's do a nice puff 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 piece in Vanity in uh, in Wired with my team, you know, my, my multicultural team looking good and talking about how we're going to help people. That's my conspiracy theory. Go. <laughs> hey, I mean, I, I think, you know, everything is strategic. So to some degree, you know, every company or person is going to have strategy implemented in how they deal with the, the audience, the media, and everyone at the party. So I think that's okay. You know, right. that's, that's the language we speak. Um, in terms of it as a, a piece of technology that I think is useful, 100%. Like, I think that it's already Facebook Live is changing the game just in terms of how the news reporting happens. Like one of the one of the examples the article cited was when um, the brother in Minnesota he was murdered by the cop and his girlfriend hopped on Facebook yes. Live to document it. Like, Absolutely. And that that for them was a turning point. Like, hey, we have something here. We we can since the te- technology is advanced and we have these cameras and we have processors that can be able to you know streamline you know what's happening in real time. Like, let's figure out a way to, to have some helpful usefulness for this 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 technology and application. And I think that is definitely going to do that with the um, usage of hashtags and just people being able to figure out if, if a family member or friend is safe. Like I saw, you know, with the fire in Oakland, with I think it's like 30-plus people that have died in that fire. Like, a lot of people that I know are from Oakland were actually using that, saying, hey, I'm good, right. I'm not one of them. Yeah. And, like, I, I think it has a, a strong usefulness for just to um, help 
bridge um, communication much faster because most of the news I get is either comes from Twitter or Facebook. I don't go to yeah. CNN or MSNBC to yeah, find absolutely. news. I go straight to my phone. I go to Twitter. You know? Yeah. So if there's something happening like in North Hollywood while we're doing a podcast, I'm sure right. people want to see if we're good. Yeah, that's true. It's dope. All right, I agree. I just, I just gotta, I, I gotta get off of my anti Facebook. I mean, because Zuck put on a book. Can he put on a collar shirt? <laughs> Why? Why does he need to put on a collar shirt? He that's ridiculous. I know. He's he, he's Zuck. He can do it around. I mean. Like some new some new sneaks, I'm not mad. Like I'm not mad at Zach. He's he's good. Uh, but yeah, I I agree with you 100. percent I think what's what's interesting about that you you mentioned the fact that this sort of comes from you know you know the R and D in a lot of ways come came from you know real life situations you know given the the one like the woman in her car and it makes you wonder about you know Facebook has they have all these people working and, and, and trying to figure out every angle and thinking how they can use technology and how they can share and how they can make money and how they can help people and how they can put drones in the sky. But oftentimes, some of the best ideas still come from app, real-life applications in the field. And it makes you wonder, you know, will, will the next Facebook shareable uh, stuff come from people? Will it, go, will it be people out there who figure out how to monetize and use Facebook better than Facebook can? Hey. Uh, it's one of those things. You know what I mean? It's like, will people, will the next big ideas... <laughs> And how to utilize and, and, and work with Facebook come from Facebook itself or come from the people? And this is, this is an interesting I mean, mo- thing. But most of the ideas that we, we consider big that Facebook has originated didn't come from necessarily Facebook internally. Even this idea came from workers of Facebook that went off Absolutely. All, externally and built it and then brought it back internally. Yeah. I mean, you look at Instagram. Instagram wasn't built within Facebook, but it's, it's one of the biggest properties that Facebook has. Yeah. I mean, Oculus, like we were just talking about, that wasn't a, a Facebook thing, you know? Right. So, I mean, I think that to your point, like, it might be other companies that Facebook will acquire that comes up with this dope IP or dope way for us to communicate. And I think that, that, that would be transformative in our society. But I don't know if Facebook, I don't know if I'm going to even say that, but I think most of, most, most of the tools that we use from Facebook that, that have our attention have come from something that Facebook has acquired. Well, no, you say they want to say it, but I'm going to ask you. Like, I mean, is, is Facebook an innovator still. Is Facebook an innovator or they're an acquirer? I mean, they, they've gotten it sort of so big that they got the eye, they got the feelers out there in the valley, and when something pops off in the valley, they just buy that shit. Or I think it's buy both. It. I think and, it's and, both. And, and, you know, I mean, and, and their innovation, most of their innovation that we've reported on in Facebook have to do with monetization, yeah. which is very important to, you know, shareholders, very important to everyone, right? They're very important to people who, like, how do you, how's Facebook going to make money? How are you going to make money, you know? It's so I get that. pointless if it's not making money. Right. So I get that that's their, you know, their, their huge multi-bajillion dollar valuation. They've got to actually be making, generating some revenue, and yeah. the revenues in mobile are up, and their, and their innovations in mobile are up, but the innovations in mobile all have only to do with revenue. So the question is, is Facebook an innovator? I think they're an innovator because they're able to have the vision to be able to see, okay, we should acquire this company and further develop it. Right. Because the company may not have the infrastructure or even necessarily the vision to be able to take what their idea is and really make it for the, the current marketplace. So I think Facebook does a great job of doing that, being able to realize what's out there in the space they want to be in. Right. Okay, let's put some money and put our power behind it and make it even bigger. Just like we talked about with... Um, the, with them putting balloons in the sky to have internet in remote places, like yeah. I'm sure they acquired they acquired that company, sure. but they're going to make it way doper. Right. You know what I'm saying? So in a way, it's, it's like it's innovation and acquisition are, are I think twinlineal. They're together. They're twins. You know what I'm right. saying? They're a pair. Fair so. enough. I guess I guess when you're that big, you're right. Like you have to you have to sometimes innovate. You have to acquire and then you re- redo it. So I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So just, yeah. uh, 
I guess I should stop hating on Facebook. You know, how like, could you? Huh? How could you? They're big brother. They are big brother. Oh my god, they are big brother. Okay. Uh, speaking of Big Brother Part Two, who a company who I love, who's actually <laughs> who actually is probably closer to you know as close to Big Brother than exactly. anybody else is Amazon. Uh, you know, with 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 all their autumn autumnization. Uh, yeah, I think that's what. Looking <laughs> automation. 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 Like. Uh, so we talked about you know Amazon being having these gigantic centers and have this really state of the art way of shipping, mm-hmm. packaging, and doing things. And one and one of the ways they do that is right, they have this again state of the art way of you know when someone orders something, be able to pick the thing out and, and ship the thing and move the thing. Yeah. So efficient that they talked about re- revolutionizing the post office and buying a post office. Yeah. You know, and, and they're 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 doing all things. So so one of the things that they're they're doing now is taking all that technology with some other RF technology and all this other and, and, and tracking technology, and they've built the uh, what could be the first checkout free grocery store they built in Seattle already yeah. um, it's, o- it's very beta dope. very beta dope. only open to uh, Amazon employees right now but it's mm-hmm. probably going to open uh, in early uh, January February mm-hmm. and uh, I, I know where it is I was just up there I'm, I, I, so I'm, I'm going to um, my daughter lives there so I'm gonna, I think I'm going to check it out but what do you think of this oh, I think it's, I think it's changed the gamer I don't I, I don't think it's uh, original idea I think there's been other companies that have been trying to develop it but the fact that they are the first to kind of put the flag in the soil and say, hey, we're going to lead this. It's dope. And just the concept of it all, that you go in with you know a QR code that gives you access to the store. You go and pick out what you want and walk out seamlessly to save the time. Just the efficiency that, it, that it's going to provide people and companies. I think right. it's totally, totally an earth-shattering idea, and especially if you advocate for it to be not just for for grocery shopping, but for all forms of shopping, you just you just go in and go out like yeah. That is the, the video is crazy. It's like you walk in, like right. this other woman putting the cupcake, putting the cupcake back, and then it's like, boop 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 boop. I mean, but yeah, the downside, and then I'll let you kind of take your your points at it. But the downside is that all 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 of our moves now will be tracked. Everything that we consume is tracked. Yes. How we even navigate the store, what aisle we go down, how we kind of, what our what our mapping is for how we yeah. enter and exit the store, tracked, and all that is being compiled and used yeah. to market it's like, to oh, us. Achilles just bought some bottle of wine. Now he's going for the condoms. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to make a left turn. Yep, there you go. Left turn to condoms. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, you know, I mean, you know, exactly. it's all of that, you know. Uh, it, it's kind of, it kind of reminds me of, and that's, that's actually a great point because it reminds me of all what Facebook has done with all their they collect, they've collected so much meta meta metadata on mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. and all their other uh, other uh, users over the years that they're able to make algorithms that actually predict what people are going to do behavior. predict like who's going to be compatible yeah. can pick who people are going to get married or not da, da, da. and if you add in to people's shopping habits which by the way Amazon already has yeah. they already have this stuff on you they, you know they don't have your food stuff Kind of, because they have Amazon Fresh, Amazon Fresh, but they have like what you're buying, how many shoes, how many drawers you buying, how many you know books, video games, like they because they have all this stuff on you already. So uh, they already got a profile of what stuff you you like. Um, I don't, you know, who knows where that, where that information goes? I mean, this is just interesting. Like, you know, I, I mean, I guess this will be ultimately be used to help, you know, uh, curate to the consumer, a la you know, a la uh, Minority Report. You know, um, when they walk into the store, hello, Akili, condoms are on the left. You know, whatever, like, you know, and that's, uh, so I mean, I guess that's where it's going, but uh, I don't know. I, 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 I think this is cool. I think it's definitely cool. 
Um, I wonder about service. I, I do. I do like that was my in. question to you. Like, so what do you think? We talked about a lot on the show yeah. how um, self-driving cars might you know really affect the taxi industry or yeah. affect you know truckers that you know transport distribute products. So what about like the grocer, the grocer that you yeah. know is bagging our groceries or, or shelving our groceries? Like being that they, there's no checkout, that that could really affect jobs. It could definitely affect jobs. What Amazon will, I'm sure what Amazon's going to tell you is you know by eliminating checkers, it frees us up to give us more people people we call rovers that are going to come help you shop and curate a shopping experience for you. I'm going to be able to make more fresh sandwiches for you. We're going to be able to ha- offer more. Like, they're going to tell you all the time. You're really selling it. No, I, I know what they're going to say already. They're going to say, like, oh, no, by, by th- th- these five checker jobs are going to, are going to create seven more jobs, you know, because it, and we're going to be, be, be So I, 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 you know, look, I, who knows? I mean, I, I, know, I know that Seattle and Amazon are all about that life. Yeah. So I think they're really trying to do more of a Whole Foodsy experience and less of a, like a just a you know scan and go you know uh, experience. So I, I do I do think that it'll it'll be uh, a consumer generated experience with real people helping you navigate. But in terms of, I think the idea is to streamline. The, the the worst part of shopping, which is waiting. Yeah, it's a, it's efficiency. Yeah, the right. that, that that part where you're done shopping, you gotta wait in that long ass line, right. And wait for a check and a beep beep beep. Yeah, yeah. Do you got a price check on? Like all that stuff is over. Exactly. So uh, I do wonder about stuff like you know alcohol, cigarettes. Uh, you know, uh, you know when you you know when you have to weigh, you know, fruit and you know all that stuff. Well, like, that's that's what they're saying. Though. They're, right now, they're just doing kind of like customized packaging of different products. They don't have necessarily a produce section where you can, in the traditional sense, go and get you know. A, this, how many apples or pears right. you need to put them in a bag? Like it's already stuff that's packaged. So, right. so how, how grab, will it's it ex- a grab and go? Grab and go. But I'm sure that eventually it'll expand to that. But I'm interested in seeing how they prevent from people stealing. How they prevent from you know yeah. there being um, any technological error where it's charging you for stuff that you didn't put in your in, in your bag. Or yeah, I'm interested to see how they how they maintain that the maintenance of that. You know, and I guess like, I guess once you come in, you you have to scan. So if you start wilding out, they yeah. know that. Like so, you and I, me, you and a gang, and Marissa went in there. <laughs> As a game to go and just mob some cupcakes and run out, we would, we would have to at least we'd scan in first. Like, I mean, no. you can't even get in unless you yeah. have a QR code, though. So, so. yeah, so I guess so they, they know everybody who's in there. Right. And they know what everybody's doing when they're in there. They know where everybody's going when they're in there. Uh, I did see, like, though, they did have a deli section. They have people, like, making sandwiches and stuff. So, okay. I mean, that's, I don't know, that's, I like, look, I like it. I, I do like it's it. fresh, it, man. It, it, is, it is definitely innovative. Uh, you know, I, this is what I'm talking about when I talk about Amazon versus Facebook. I feel like Amazon's actually really innovating and are doing products and things and services. Yeah, Facebook is too. Come on, you cannot say they're not. You just Facebook said you wanted to get an Oculus just five minutes ago. Uh, that's true. But not, they don't have a store. They don't have a. They're not like. Oh, okay. I guess they have Oculus first. They don't have products, tangible products. Last question about Amazon Go. So, what about the human touch? I know you said there will be there might be a shift from you know the the, the checkout folks to them helping you in the aisle which I don't really see because I don't need help f- picking out <laughs> snacks you think you don't need help okay <laughs> what if, but isn't there a degree of, of human connectivity when you are in that line I mean you might bump into the shorty in the back of you and have a yeah. spark of a conversation yeah. or even even the person that's checking you out like hey Joe yeah. nice to see you again yeah. you know you I mean, have that, that part of the, the communal the communal touch that's right exactly it's why you go to your local store you right. know your guy I mean I remember where I, when, uh, I, when I, Albert's I used to go to obviously the same dude for like seven years and like we you know we talked all the time and like I remember um yeah, I mean, that's part of the experience, but I guess what they would argue is, you know, when when you're in line for bread, that's when you, you just got to step your step your game up. 
It's good. You gotta holler at the shorty when you're when you're when the daily line. Like Vizo's like, I can't do it all for you, Healy. <laughs> no, but uh, no, I, I agree though. I mean, I think there's something to that. I, I think what what they'll have to sell us is was kind of what I was saying is they'll have to sell you on a new experience, right. and that's not just about convenience. It's about a overall. Cause this is the this is the other part, or of it. maybe this is, not. This is what sells us. You know what sells us hipsters and millennials is like we're going to create a new a new experience for you but maybe not no one had to sell us on netflix no one had to sell yeah. us on streaming our music we sure. just did it yeah. and, and hey well, it, like we adapted to it like this is better convenience like, yeah exactly so yeah i think I mean, it'll be the same i agree um well speaking of netflix uh you know <laughs> netflix content chief ted, ted, ted sarandos is like Swagged out, like you know, because you know, these motherfuckers ain't got nothing I on mean, us. <laughs> Amazon's announced that they, they they too <laughs> are going to spend about three billion dollars, you mm-hmm. know, and, 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 and up their their uh, their money and get some original programming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Netflix is already committed to a thousand hours, about six billion dollars. Right. So, and that, and that announcement, like, if someone asked about Netflix, you know, Ted Sarandos was like, man. Asked about Amazon. Amazon, right? I'm sorry. Yeah. Asked about Amazon. You know, the Netflix content content uh, chief was like, they're not making much traction. I mean, they, I guess I guess they got a couple shows, a couple little shows, Grand Tour. I guess they're up in their Prime memberships. Yeah, they're, they're, they got a couple couple number more memberships, but you know, I, you know, we're not really messing with us. And okay. I, I don't know that that's true. I don't think so. But uh, I don't. What, what, what do you think of that statement? Do you think that's just him like deflecting, doing a Trump deflecting? Like no one's bigger than me, or is it? Or, or is he like? Is he worried? Is he arrogant? What, what is it? Both. Okay. It's hubris. It's arrogance, and I think it's a way to, um, yeah. I, I think it's the way to kind of like coddle, coddle their their position, their position, and and how people perceive Netflix. Because right. again, they're not showing anybody their numbers you right. know what i'm saying yeah like okay, okay we know how many subscribers they have but they're not showing anyone the viewing the viewing habits that yeah. any of those analytics so how and how do they know what amazon's doing they right. don't know that so i mean i i think that amazon remember amazon is in the position to buy a netflix so slow down buddy exactly amazon, amazon can buy you yeah they they, <laughs> they can a, a x you exactly like, <laughs> like relax <laughs> you know like they can buy you and keep it moving and like they're gonna get better they're gonna yeah. have better content like it's it's going to evolve just like netflix evolved they've just been in the game a little longer that's right. all i wonder though you know one-to-one if you think about what what makes up netflix entire business what makes it i guess the question i'm asking is I, you know, obviously Net, uh, Amazon is eight times bigger than Netflix, but I wonder how much of that, if you look at Netflix content business versus Amazon, versus Netflix content business, what the size differential is. I mean, nothing yeah. that matters, company for company, you know, company. Uh, the other thing is, I have a question for you about Amazon. I wonder, because I think the, the thing, Amazon's biggest hurdle right now is accessibility. People don't know. I mean, Amazon's biggest hurdle is before they're they're, they're charging ninety nine dollars for Prime memberships, which is a steep, yeah. which is steep. Now I think they, they've they've lowered that bar. They're doing ten dollars a month now, or ten ninety nine a month, or something like that. Right, they're able to do that. But the problem with Amazon is still people still don't know how to get Amazon. Well, yeah, Netflix you can get from any device. Any device, Amazon you Amazon, have to get from from, from the Amazon, Fire Stick or from Fire Stick, or you got or your PlayStation exactly. or your Xbox. Right. So the question is. Who's who's Amazon's enemy here? Because Amazon seems to be positioning itself against Apple and like not wanting to be on Apple products, not wanting to be on um, on um, on Apple uh, Apple TV. Like it, it, when you try to, in fact, when you try to stream as I do, try to stream uh, uh, Amazon on Safari, it it takes twice as long. I don't know the net neutrality. They're like, oh, you, it's optimized on Chrome. 
And literally, it, it, that shit takes twice as long. I mean, so I have to use Chrome yeah. when, I, when I'm streaming Amazon on my computer. So I wonder, is, is, who's the real enemy for Amazon here? Because I think if Amazon made friends with Apple and were on all those products, then they 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 could take Netflix out. I think I think you know it's, it's always it's always the Aesop fable. You know, Aesop fable is the the tortoise and the hare. You know. I think they're taking more of a tortoise a tortoise approach. Like it's a slow it's a slow climb to the finish line. Right. And I feel like they're they have the capital, they have the liquidity to be able to do that. Yeah. So I think just as if the content is dope, like the content is going to draw the people, you know what I'm saying? And I think that they're they're beginning to develop fresher content. Like the movie what's the movie? Um the Affleck one, yeah, the Affleck, Affleck one, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Manchester by the Sea. Yeah, that one's looking really fresh. Yeah, you know, it's already getting great reviews. It's, it's, it's gonna win. It's gonna win. Probably win an Oscar, at least, at least so, something. So something. yeah, times ten that. Times ten that with you know scripted and unscripted content. Yeah. and I think you know it'll be a different ball game. Like Netflix is not gonna be on top forever. Yeah. Like they're gonna be they're gonna be taken down by somebody. That's another question. I mean, are, do you feel a Netflix bubble coming? I mean, I mean, I feel like they're bubble. Yeah, I feel like they're like really doing. They're really going ham right now. I feel like already. There is a, I mean, just the ramp up in content from, I mean, look, again, you know, I keep saying this, but it's hard to believe. Netflix original programming is only three years old. Yeah. Like four years ago, there was no Netflix None. original programming. There was, yeah. no, there was no House of Cards four exactly. years ago. So and now three years later, Netflix, that's all anyone can talk about right. is Netflix and Netflix programming. So what, what's going to be like in three years from now? I mean, but the same the same thing that my man's doing to Amazon is the same thing that a lot of pundits did HBO, to, ne- to Netflix. HBO did Netflix. Exactly. HBO's oh, like, oh, wow, man, House of Cards. Good, good luck with that. Good luck with that. Right. You know? Have you heard of the Sopranos? <laughs> <laughs> Game of Thrones? Yeah. Exactly. So I, I I get it. I mean, we'll see. I I, I personally do not want to bet against Amazon. I think Amazon will be just fine. Um, I think that they do got to figure out a way to get to the people. My thing that's unknown for me though is I know that Netflix has a, a, a deeper a deeper uh, penetration worldwide globally. I don't know if Amazon has that, and maybe that's just because I'm ignorant and don't have the facts on that. Right. But it just it just doesn't feel like Amazon is that far reaching. Right. It feels like domestically, of course, they have it, but like, all right, can you get can you get um, Amazon content in Japan? Can you yeah. get Amazon content in Australia? I don't like, know. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I don't really answer that question. That's something that we have to figure out. Um, okay, so the next thing, speaking of Netflix, is uh, I think we talked about this offline, but um, Netflix is following suit to Amazon, and and I think Stars is doing this too, or one of them, Encore. Uh, they're allowing you to download their stuff offline. I mean, Netflix mm-hmm. is a streaming service, streaming, 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 and you always had to have internet service or Wi-Fi somewhere to stream it. You can't really yeah. watch it on planes because airplane Wi-Fi doesn't let you stream anything. Yeah. But now uh, Netflix is introducing downloads for offline viewing. Is now is this across the board or is this only for certain? It's only for things? certain content, but I think okay. eventually they're going to try to you know obviously make it ubiquitous for all their programming. Right. Um, but right now they're, they're you know some of the some of their top tier content like Orange is the New Black is something that you can grab but I think it's dope like when you are taking that flight or you're taking that road trip or you have a considerable amount of time that you need to burn off and to be able to not to have to kill off your data plan by watching half a movie right. like now you can you can binge watch on your way to New York and right. watch the whole season you know what I'm saying I think that's super fresh I think right. that um that's going to propel even more industry because now you want more space on your devices so you're going to buy the like we, we talked about this on, on the show you're going to buy the 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 x amount of gig um t- tablet or phone to be able right. to to be able to um have all your have all your, have stuff, all your stuff exactly yeah. need all that stuff I, I agree i think it's gonna be great i think that uh you know now now that we've you know reached uh, the 128 and 256 uh versions of this um i was talking about to our, our partner steve who's like still rocking like a 32 or something <laughs> or 60 
He's like, I have no space. I'm like, man. Precisely. You know? <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but, but yeah, like now, you know, um, yeah, I think this is fantastic. And I, I, there's things that I, you know, I, I'm over the whole, like, I never would have thought, you know, I remember, God, the four gig, was there a two gig? The initial was offering, was it two, four, Some and six? The phone or the, the initial or the, phones? Or the, the iPod? The, no, the initial I, the initial I, I thought it was, I thought it was phone. eight. Was it a four, four and an eight? A four and an eight. Okay. It wasn't a two. It wasn't a two? Uh-uh. It was a four and an eight. Yeah. Okay. Man, a four. A four gigger. And you thought you was the shit. <laughs> I know. Like, four <laughs> gigs. I'm blowing up. So, I mean, and, and we, we talked about, look, we, you know, we, I, I think the uh, the the iPhone 8s or the 7Ss will be, a, will, I think mean, will definitely be a terabyte. So, hmm. you know. Yeah. So, we'll see. Great. <laughs> so, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um Moving on, I don't know what to make of this. I want your opinion on this. Instagram users, uh, Facebook is now or Instagram is now letting you uh, like your like other folks' comments and disable comments. I get the disabling comments because you know people can get really abusive on mm-hmm. uh, on that stuff. And you know if you if you want to sometimes you want to post something and not hear back from everyone. Yeah. Um, but um, this is another way of interactivity, yeah. just like you do on Facebook. If if you have a post and someone leaves a comment, then you can like that comment within right. that chain, right? So yes. you can now do it on Instagram, which I think you know was a great adopt adoption of what what the parent company has been able to do. Facebook, so I think it just it just adds more, like I said, more um, relativity and connectivity with you know the people that you are engaging with. Yeah. I mean, increases the engagement level, which is always good for Instagram. Keeps you on there. Um, so I think that. Yeah, having having the various things that they're doing with like stories and just being able to you know send stuff direct and kind of like the we talked about all the time how they killed Vine and now how they're trying to kill um, Snapchat. Yep. I think that you know these these quirky things that you might you might think are like whatever actually do make a difference. Right. And so I, I kind of like it. Yeah, I, I, I like it too. I, you know, I don't really uh, I, I'm not super engagey <clears throat> in the like and dislike. I'm not really engagey like that on Facebook. I am a I do use uh, Instagram a lot. Uh, using the comment section to send send things I like to other people. Like I'll sell, like see something, I'll send it to folks. I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll send something to you, whatever. Um, I don't really f- go through the comments that much and like other people's comments. No, like, no, no. You like your own comments. If I leave a comment on your profile, you post a picture, I leave a comment right. on the picture, you can like okay. it. But if, I, but if I'm, let's say I'm on Troy's thing and you say, good job, Troy, and I kind of like your comment. You know, I don't know about that. that I, would, I, would, yeah. I would think that you could because that's how you do it on Facebook. Right, but, right. Yeah. Okay, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. You know, I mean, I guess there's some points there. Well, you're saying you're saying you're you're you're. It's not practical for you and how you are on Instagram. You don't necessarily like. Other I'm not looking comments. through Troy's comments and be like, oh, there's like Keely. Keely said, good job. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, I maybe you. casually I if I see it, but I'm not. I'm not checking for it. So. I but I guess uh, let me let me because there's people who do that. Can I go through and read every you know, read all the comments? But what happens if you're in a conversation though? You're in a conversation with your boys about a picture, and I say something that's just crazy. You're like, "Yo, I like that." Right. That I mean, yeah, it's, it's application. It's, it's, for it's, it. it's, I guess it's, yeah, it's engagement. I mean, look, there's, there's no reason to not do it. I guess right. um, you know, this just keeps people in in the ecosystem on on the you know on, on the app right uh, longer, which is good. Um, Not good for us, man. I know. <laughs> let me let me ask you this. Uh, so I'm, I hate to report this to you, Keith. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I know you. This is, I know. I know you had all your hopes pinned on this one, but Apple Watch sales dropped ninety percent since April. Like, out, like these these stats of the Apple Watch are are horrifying. They're First terrible. of all, uh, yeah, they, they the first time they, 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 when they first dropped, they they shipped you know two hundred thousand units in a single day. Uh, now they're down as like to four thousand units a day, barely, like everywhere. 
That's crazy. Like not just at one store, like everywhere. 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 Um, the funny thing to me is that like they they have the audacity to put out the elite, uh, the Apple Watch, uh, the the uh, the edition model. Uh, see if it's the elite thing. It's ten thousand dollars aimed at like the high 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 celebrities and millionaires and all that stuff. You only saw two thousand of those joints. That's embarrassing. That's very embarrassing. That's embarrassing. So uh, see the thing the thing how they you know throw out some of their statistics is. They they put the Apple Watch in a, a category that's bundled with other things, including <laughs> Apple Music. So you can't get the the proper yeah. analytics on like, it. Oh, the sales I'm are sure, great. I'm sure it's way even less than what's being reported there because that's just being reported based off receipts that they're able to track right. um, from a satellite company. Right. So, I mean, I call it, bro. You, you and who knows what? The, yeah, exactly. Because who knows what their total losses? I mean, how many how many Apple how many Apple watches are sitting at the factory? Like how many Apple watches are just sitting around? You know, <laughs> like unsold. Man. Like the, the losses are, are huge. My question to you is, um, it's more so, you know, the wearable industry. I mean, we when we went to CES about maybe three, four years ago. We were so juiced about wearables. Yeah. Oh man, this is the future. Blah blah yeah. blah. So we've seen multiple iterations of it from various companies. Like, and there's one company that seems to be dominating since they emerged, Fitbit. Yeah, absolutely. So my question to you is, do you think that? Apple is going to innovate in this space. You think Samsung is going to innovate in this space, or is it going to flatten out and Fitbit just going to be the, the dominant, the dominant player? I think that we're going to probably see. Uh, I, I'd imagine this is probably, and this is not how people want it. It's going to have to go to software because I feel like instead of hardware, in other words, there's a lot of dope uh, watch companies that are making some really cool uh, smart watches like that look amazing, that look fantastic, and have just basic functions. Then it's companies like Fit, Fitbit, Fitbit that dominate on functionality, but like on aesthetically are not that great it's looking. Like whatever. Yeah. That, well, especially their watch watches are kind of like, all right, yeah. you know. Then there's companies that make the bands. The bands are huge. There's companies that make the front facing camera band. Yeah. There's you know there's one that you can do the the full screen on the back like touch screen. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if 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 it's gonna go. If if Apple and Samsung are going to switch to just sort of software, you know, and and switch to like and, and, and let someone else do the hardware part, because I think what do you mean software? Um, well, as operating systems like like yeah. Safari or whatever, have a version where you can throw all of the apps on, you know, on your Fitbit or use some of the Apple apps and stuff and Apple products on a Fitbit. Because where Apple's failing to me is is I mean the tech, and Apple's really good at at at, at uh, consumer technology. Obviously they're they innovated with the iPhone, innovated with the iPad, innovated with the with all this other stuff. They just can't seem to get it right. These watches, although highly functional in a lot of ways, are just ugly. <laughs> this is ugly. Yeah. So I don't that that's their biggest problem. So it's it's a, it's a design issue, and they're, and they're really they're they're hung up on the square, very specific big face design, and it's kind of killing them. I would argue that it's even more than just a design issue. I think it's a functionality issue. Like I don't need to take a call on my phone. I'm on, yeah. I'm on, on my watch. I, I mean, it's cool that maybe a text message, you know, scrolls up, but I don't need to take a photo with it or watch a movie on. Are it. you you're, you're arguing the only thing you want to do is track, you know, yeah, tra- track 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 my health. biometrics exactly. Right. That's all I need. Track my biometrics. Take time. Watch time. Track biometrics. And, that's and it. keep me on time. Keep me right. keep my schedule on time. Like buzz my wrist when I need when I have a meeting or an sure. appointment. That's all I need. I mean, y- y- are you okay with like looking down and seeing a text message? Oh yeah, anything that's right. in- informative that I can easily get. But in terms of watch a movie, you're selling me on having a phone conference on my wrist. Yeah. Like come on, yeah, like, yeah exactly. <laughs> like all and whatever whatever apps that are on there we're looking at. I can, you know, we use like two of them. You know, <laughs> it's, already, it's already like ten apps too many. Right. So I I agree. So I, we'll see where this goes. But Apple cannot sell you on. We, we make the best. 
you know, uh, alarm system one timepiece, <laughs> exactly. you know, and, and, and biometric situations. Is this so, Apple's first fail? Yes. Mm. Yes. I mean, if you don't count, uh, I mean, yeah. Damn, Steve one. Jobs is turning over in his grave. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is their first fail in a while. I mean, I, I'm trying to think of, I feel like there were some iPod launches in there that were kind of mediocre, mm. but maybe I'm wrong because I feel like that, you know, sales wise, uh, they, everything they, everything they've launched at, I can't remember the stats, but I feel like everything they've launched at a keynote has, yeah. has, has record, sold. Record breaking. Yeah, has sold. Yeah. Like every single product. I mean, yeah. So they've been very judicious about what they launched. There's no eye pins, <laughs> no eye, you know, no eye mug, no, nothing silly. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this is the first one they launched with much fanfare. And it's just, it's just not. It's Man, just, you're going to find the eye, you're going to find an eye watch for $30. Yeah, you'll Target. Find, <laughs> Target. And a liquor store. <laughs> liquor store. I mean, I, I'll get one too. <laughs> because, because of those 4,000, of those 2,000 or 4,000 sold, the high, the highest number, like like something like eighty percent of those is a cheap one. Like it's no, a sport. No one is paying the the the, the, the price. Why would you? You're paying for a band. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. No one's doing that. This is a really flawed thing. Uh, really quickly, Supreme Court has ruled against Apple in their final fight. I mean, this happened. You know, Apple's lost this lost this battle four times already. They took it to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court uh, ruled eight to zero against it. Give it up, Apple. It's over. Like you stole the shit. It's, it's done, right? Wait, huh? <laughs> uh, Samsung lost against yeah, exactly. Apple. Yeah, I'm so, but I'm saying Apple keeps fighting it, and it's gone all the way to Supreme Court. I said, this no, is- Samsung keeps fighting it. Apple won, and so Samsung is saying, hey, well, we we're required to pay you all this amount of money, but we only stole a certain um, a portion of it. We didn't steal the whole thing. So why are we paying you all this money? The money we should be paying paying should be the Got percentage right. Right. should it be percentage of what we stole. So that's I'm, why it's I'm going flip, up to I'm the Supreme it. Court. Yes, I'm sorry, I'm flipping it. I'm flipping it. It's the Samsung versus Apple. Give it up, Samsung. Is what I mean, right? <laughs> That's what I mean. But uh, uh, eight, um, uh, eight zero ruling. You know, um, they're gonna so that so so. In other words, they'll be give some of this money back that it paid to Apple. Yeah, that's what they're arguing. So okay, well, I mean. Like if I if I steal you know a credit card out of your wallet, I shouldn't be penalized to pay pay back your whole wallet. I only took one credit card, so that's right. kind of the argument. We'll right. just pay back the the credit card, and then we're good. Right. Versus that's the you know, sli- ten, sli- ten credit cards. It's in your a wallet. slippery slope to wonder if uh, how how far that innovation would would have gone with with the the Samsung revolution had they not stole that stuff. Hey, whatever. You know, <laughs> so that's an interesting theory. Um, they didn't steal enough because it's just blown up. But right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, uh, this is real quick. Um, you know, I just want to touch on um, Hairspray Live is coming up. You know, um, NBC is really investing in live TV. Uh, they started with Sound of Music, then they did The Wiz, mm-hmm. and then with Peter Pan, and then Peter Pan, yeah. and now they're doing so. Yeah, Sound of Music, Peter Pan, The Wiz, Wiz. and now Hairspray. Spray. Mm-hmm. Fox did uh, Grease, which was. A, Blockbuster mm-hmm. it was huge for them, and they did a Rocky Horror Picture and the Rocky Show, Horror picture, picture Show, which mm-hmm. actually didn't do that well for them. Right. Um, but uh, it also wasn't live either. Right. Um, but um, what do you That's think true. of this That's trend? True. What do you think of this, of this trend, and how do you think Hairspray is going to do? Um, I, I think that this trend works because it's seasonal. They do it. They 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 place the programming in a, in a time where families are together, where there's times of sharing. And I think the properties that they're they are kind of like re- reinvigorating our properties that people have seen traditionally on stage on Broadway and that are interesting to see on TV. They're moments, and so I think that you know the, the things that are successful still on TV are sports and water cooler moments like award shows and et cetera and stuff like this. So why not figure out a way to 
you know, invest, you know, a lot of that money into producing the dopest experiences that we can now witness on TV and share and have the same shareability that we would have on maybe when when TV was more dominant, you know. Um, so I, I think it's good. Like I, I actually think that there's there's probably other ways that we can innovate in this space. And I mean that selfishly, like maybe we can come up with some some IP of how we can come up with some content that could be. Yeah. I mean, we kind of are already yeah. are, but but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, no, I so, agree. Well, I mean, like, well, for instance, they're doing which I which I hadn't thought of. I mean, they're doing they're doing plays now, which is the next obvious thing. So they're yeah. doing a few good men. Yeah, uh, and Aaron Sorkin's involved. I see. Hopefully, he wrote the play and wrote the wrote the screenplay as well. But like, so uh, Aaron Sorkin doing a few good men, and and and, and that's always going to be a buzz of who they're going to cast and and, and and what roles and right. Uh, and you know, I'm sure eventually this will lead to a, a Hamilton, you know, down the years yeah. down the road. And so, so it's uh, the same theory. Like it's yeah. nothing like being in the stadium watching a football game. Absolutely. But same thing. It's nothing like being you know in on Broadway and watching a play or a yeah. musical. But you can still get this, the similar experience for much cheaper. Obviously, what, watching what, I mean, on what, your TV. I think that you know, this, not, not, turn, not to turn this into a brainstorming session for us, but I wonder what other. What do you think is next? What, 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 what will people want to see live? That's not a sporting event. Wait, like what will people want to see? Live? Yeah, like what's uh, the next live event? Is it a concert? You know, me whooping your ass. Pay per view. I mean, but they've already done concerts. They've yeah, done Adele. Right. They've done. I mean, any any of the top the top artists. Like, I would love to see live on right. TV. You know. Yeah. Um, but that's a good question. What what besides sports, musicals, plays? And and they've already concerts? done. And they've already done. Um, you know, they tried the uh, Undateable Live. You know, they tried to do a sitcom live. Hmm. They did the whole season of that. I mean, which I think that had more to do with with the uh, the sitcom not being good. It was just kind of whatever. I mean, I remember Thirty Rock did a big live live one, which is funny and good. So uh, I mean, maybe they, like a live comedy special. <laughs> maybe. Huh. Huh. That's an interesting idea. Uh, Moving on, vinyl records are now outselling digital downloads in the UK. There's a huge, huge vinyl revolution in the in the UK. I mean, people are are buying, and I think this is uh, you know sales are up a hundred percent, you know, over year each year they just jump a hundred percent, and now they're exceeding digital downloads, which I think is is pretty like. I had to read it three times to understand like what they're talking about because that's remarkable. Yeah, like I mean, I, I mean, I guess it's what's like, your theory it, as to why? Well, I mean, look, the, the UK has always had a different value on. I mean, you, the UK has a whole genre of of, of rare grooves. It's like a genre, rare grooves. Uh, they've had a huge value on black music and soul music and all things that and they still hold that like all, all of their all of their white artists you know whether it's Adele or, or Amy yeah they're pulling from those, that as inspiration yeah, they, but that, they you know Ed Sheeran I mean every, Annie Lennox whoever, I can, whoever you're gonna name pulling. is pulling from, from exactly. that and then bringing it back to us in the United States and then and our white kids here being like oh what's yeah. this Adele can sing you know right. so uh, I feel like there's a whole culture in there that's, that's around it around that's surrounded around uh, a very specific period, which is like you know the the, the 50s and 60s and 70s. Yeah. So because you have a whole generation that grew up in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and want to preserve that, uh, they keep reaching back. Hmm. Like that, that's what's never left there. Like all the, all the artists that are still coming out now are still trying to capture the sound of the greats. But, but are you are you are you saying that most of these cells are from from legacy artists? Um, or are no. a lot of these cells like contemporary music I, I, that's I'm being saying, burnt on, on vinyl? No, I'm saying there's a it's contemporary music being burnt on, on vinyl. What I'm what I'm positing is there's a culture, there's mm. an overall culture that like appreciates and wants to hear 
just like they, they want to hear a Marvin Gaye record, yeah. they appreciate they want to hear stuff on vinyl. So they want to hear the Adele record on vinyl. They want to hear, uh, well, yes, it's both. I think they want to hear all the old Rare Groove stuff. That's what I'm saying. Yes, it's because it's a Rare Groove culture. Right. And there's all that stuff. And then when you, if you're in a Rare Groove culture, you don't want to hear, you know the stuff. You don't want to hear songs in the key of life on digital. You want to hear it on vinyl. You want to hear the warmth and all this stuff. If you really know that stuff. Right. Uh, and I, I, my daughter, who's 20, is, is, is all she buys is, I mean, she listens to all digital too, but she buys as much vinyl as she can. And she's 20. So, I mean, there's a culture of people who really appreciate music and appreciate certain music from a certain genre that want to hear it on vinyl. Now, you're not hearing a lot of stuff from the 90s and 2000s on vinyl, but you you are hearing a lot of stuff from the 80s, 70s, and 60s and, 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 and on vinyl. So, I don't know. I think it's just a cultural thing. So, that's, that's one thing that I would like to unpack to see exactly what those sales are. Yeah. Are they of more contemporary outputs and artists, or are they throwbacks? Are they legacy artists? Because, I mean, I feel... If if there are if there if there is an Adele album that's on vinyl, like it still was recorded digitally, it was still yeah. I mean, so I get that you know there's a different you know feel to vinyl, but is right. it really that different if yeah. I if I recorded it digitally? Sure, and some of, some of those artists like Mark Ronson, like I mean, some of those artists don't record digitally, right? So so, so it depends. I guess really if you if you really most it, of us do, most artists these most, days do, most artists these days do. But if you but if you um, again, I, I just feel like these, these kids and. And non kids, and you know, kids in Generation X and Generation Ys, and all the way up through baby boomers are super knowledgeable. Yeah, and they and they and they, and they seek the knowledge, and they teach those knowledge to their kids. So they're yeah. they're they're all the millennials are like they want that stuff. They want to hear whatever the killers on vinyl and all that right. stuff. So I think I think it's interesting. Uh, I I do, I do not think that'll be replicated here. That's not true. Uh-huh. I mean, well, you mean replicate in the sense that it will outperform yes. digital. Okay, no. I understand. I mean, but it's still it's still on the incline yes. here. Oh yeah, of course. Okay. We, have, we have pockets. I mean, like, oh, right. we, have, we have our we have our, we have our, our, our urban city pockets. You know, and people like like my daughter in Seattle and our whole so every, uh, her and all our friends are buying vinyl like it's crazy. Yeah. You know, and it's just people who do that. But um, I want to think that I'm one of them. Uh, <laughs> um, the Guardians, new Guardians of, the tra- Guardians of the Galaxy trailers out. It looks cool. Uh, Groot, um, Groot, baby Groot's on point. Have you seen the trailer? I have. Yeah, what do you think? It's funny, man. Yeah, it's I funny. think it's gonna be cool. It it, look, it looks fantastic. Yeah, the effects look good. Uh, I like that the trailer playing up the humor in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a really good way of not really showing us too much of the dazzling us with too much action. We're showing us just be enough, there. right? Showing just enough action. That's a what's a good way to do a trailer. Yeah. Unlike um, <laughs> the, uh, I mean, example. I just I just saw the Live by Night uh, Ben Affleck movie. And I thought it was excellent. Right. The trailer, the first trailer, was so bad. It was so action heavy. There's right. somebody trying to sell me the action that it felt like it, they sold me a different movie. So, right, right, right. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited too. I think it'll be a smasher, like the first one was. Yep. Even though the first one was unexpectedly a smasher, yeah. Like I think you know people are really on the lookout for this. The, the ensemble of characters are dope. Yeah. The personalities and how. Yeah, it's just it's a good mix of action and 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 comedy. I love it. I agree. So I agree. Uh, all right. So. Uh, I guess that's it. That's that's all I got. That's all. Anything else? We, 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 uh, that's all we got. Yeah, that's it, man. All right. Well, uh, uh, we will come back next week. We'll maybe talk a little more about the Grammys and some other stuff. Whatever else is popping. Um, other than that, where can the people find you? Man, the folks out there can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Akili Shine, A K I L I S H I N E. And where can they find you? They can find me at Joe K Braz, well on Twitter and Instagram and on Snapchat at Joe, at J K Braz. Uh, thank you very much, and we'll see you next week. 
from executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram me, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.